You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to uh, you, the listener, and to my co-host, Jill. Let's see if we have liftoff. Hello. Yes, we do. Yay. Another successful start to another entertaining show, I hope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, so we are following along with our generic life cycle series. And we have uh, now come up to... Um, the planet Neptune. And uh, so if you want to follow along with the graphics and charts that I've put up for this show, um, you just need to go to uh, my website, cardinalastrology.ca. And it's under the radio show tab, and it's episode 104. And um, yeah, so Uranus was discovered. And then like, not quite a hundred years later, but quite a while later, before um, the next planet was, you know, finally nailed down. But what's really interesting, when I went to the, um, I don't know, someplace in Google. (laughs) God, where would we be without Google? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let me just read. So some of the earliest recorded observations were made by Galileo. And this was back in 1612. It's like Uranus. They they could see it. They could see it. Um, They didn't know what they were seeing. Yeah, well, and when he spotted it, it happened to be stationing to turn retrograde. So, of course, it looked like a fixed star. Yeah. And so it wasn't, you know, sort of nailed down officially until September... (laughs) That's very Neptunian. That is very Neptunian. (laughs) Until September the 23rd, 1846. Um, And, you know, it talks about who these people were, La Verrier and um, uh, Galli. Anyway, but they don't say where. I'm assuming Europe somewhere is where it happened. Sounds like France, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, they realized that they were observing a planet, um, you know, and of course, the rest is going to be history. So what are we talking about? Kind of in general, um, you know, when anybody asks me specifically about Neptune and, you know, just what rolls off the top of my head, of course, is rosy colored glasses, um, inspiration, spiritual download, but there's a very slippery slope. (laughs) To Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, as I was saying before we started, I think Neptune is energetically is one of the toughest energies for us in this five senses reality. Yes. Because it is ungraspable by by its nature. It is yeah. that yeah. which is beyond our physical understanding. It is not physical in its essence. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is yeah. that which is the other kind of reality, the spiritual reality. 
which is very real, but not in a tangible sense. Yes. Yeah. Nothing to hold on to, right? You have to have faith. You have to trust (laughs) in something you cannot see, hear, touch, taste, smell. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, since... Since the, um, I'm just going to pull up um, some graphics that we have. Oh, 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 wrong, wrong page. Let me just switch that. Oh, darn. I did it wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> Neptune says, well, of course you did. <laughs> I'm in charge today. <laughs> just fogging things up a little. Yeah, just, yeah. just a little. Okay. Uh, there we go. There's the, the glyph for Neptune which we'll talk about shortly. Um, Yeah, the intersection of other realities and dimensions, that's the way I put it, uh, with this world, uh, because it isn't just, I mean, for some, um, they would even think of sort of the whole alien reference as being slightly Neptunian. Um, Yeah. Well, it's all sort of out there because it's beyond Saturn and that's beyond, you know, our everyday reality yeah yeah the the word that always springs to mind for me for neptune is nebulous nebulous yes i did not put that down here yes that's 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 the word that always yeah it it kind of goes with neptune nebulous neptune (laughs) yes no perfect perfect yeah so i also put down receptivity uh and so some of this list is from what happens when neptune is actually Uh, directly connected to one of the the five personal planets Um, and so you know you get receptivity impressionability empathy compassion a dreamy nature uh, mediums or you know psychics all of that sort of ilk Uh, but you also get deception dissolving disappearing lies and fraud disembodiment and one of my favorite ones which I'm just realizing isn't on this list is glamour Oh, yeah. yeah. Glamour. I have actually been glamoured once, um, and it cost me a hundred bucks. <laughs> and, but you know, they did it so well that I didn't feel like they had actually taken anything, you know, that they shouldn't, that they didn't earn just because the glamour was so well done. It was like, my own personal version of you know those sh- uh, movies that have come out oceans 11 and 7 and whatever you know where there's this con that's set up and run and yeah and uh, it happened to well it didn't happen just to me it was larry and myself uh when we were truck drivers and uh yeah we got scooped for a hundred bucks yeah 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 glam glamour well and of course that we associate that's very much associated with the whole Hollywood thing, which is all yes. about illusion. Yes. Illusion is another thing of yep. motion. You know, motion Suspension picture, of belief, which is the interesting. Whole, the whole thing about motion pictures and that, yeah. they're not real. They, we, we sit there and watch them and take them in as if they're a reality because yes. we see them. But they're an illusion because it's just celluloid going, in, well, it used to be celluloid going in front of the light and flickering, and we get these pictures, right? Very Neptunian. <laughs> and, and now it's even more etheric, or however oh, you well, want to put getting, that, yeah. you know, because now it's just going up to the satellite and bouncing back down again and, and you know, probably going through our brain tissue. And 
all sorts well, I of think, <laughs> I think yeah I think since since the Uranus Neptune conjunction when was that 80s yeah yeah um, you know, we had Saturn conjunct Neptune. Well, conjunct and that was in that was in Capricorn. So, what yeah. else happened then? The spiritualizing of rocks. Well, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we we did go down that road. You know, we got into the whole crystal thing. And <laughs> but the term that I love was virtual reality. Oh yes, yes. That is a Neptune in Capricorn or a Neptune Saturn kind of. Oh, totally, sure. totally. Yeah. So yeah. ever since then, we've sort of been captured by that. Yes, and you know, know it's... We it, don't know what's real and what isn't anymore. Certainly exactly. Certainly can't have photographic evidence of anything anymore. Well, and now there's deep fakes. Oh, yeah, no, there's you nothing know, so you rely on with your senses and say, well, that's absolutely real, I can see it is, because... They can manipulate and exactly. neptunize everything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let, let's get back to a little more, uh, you know, if we can, practical details. So as it says here on my graphic, it takes 164 to 65 years for it to make an orbit around the sun. And so in the if the average lifespan now is into the 80s, you'll only get half of the Neptune um, aspects back to directly to its own position uh, during the course of a lifetime. And so it it's... Will, but it will aspect all of your planets because it will... Oh, yeah, but not necessarily directly. Yeah, not necessarily directly. Some no. will never get an actual direct contact um, from Neptune to a personal planet, you know, from Saturn on in. It is possible not to have that. Well, yeah, yeah if, if you don't live very long, because otherwise well, that too. Yeah. Oppose one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, let's see now. So it, like Uranus, was breaking through the boundaries of our five physical senses, and this goes, um, well, it does. It goes to the other opposite, where the five five physical senses no longer apply the other the other term that comes up for me with neptune is escape escape yes you know yeah and that's for me that's part of the, the drugs and alcohol oh addiction, yes addiction thing because yeah. it's like this five senses reality that we live in is just too harsh yes yeah i gotta get out of it and that's yeah that's a very Neptunian thing. Is like, let me out of here. Yeah, exactly. And and there is in that particular phenomena, one of the classic examples of it, which really sort of anchors why uh, it is the modern ruler of Pisces, is when you put Saturn in Pisces, the number of charts you can pull up where people have run afoul of drugs and alcohol. Oh, it's yeah. it's a bit scary, actually. Because um, yeah, we've got Saturn is about to come up to that whole scenario again yeah. and birth a bunch more people that are going to be super challenged. <laughs> but I think I see, you know. But even without that, I think Neptune, especially conjunct up an angle or a personal planet, yeah, can be an indicator of that. Doesn't mean everybody who has it is. No, it, no, they don't all. Uh, but we're, we're all we're all probably addicted to something. <laughs> well, that's true. I and. 
you know that yeah that goes to my soapbox of why we give you know university degrees to advertisers <laughs> but the underlying yeah. issue is not the drugs and the alcohol it's the sensitivity yes to the environment that you cannot tolerate like that it's too overwhelming or it's too painful or or, or yeah yeah there's something about life that you want to just disappear from yeah and, and yeah. there's always some trauma or pain that's underlying any kind of addiction yes yeah and that's that's why although you know for instance um I have met over the years, um, I have to say, though, I haven't seen their charts, but I have met a few people who accidentally ran afoul, were too young to know that this could be an issue, had an incredibly happy home life, and, you know, ended up getting addicted to heroin or cocaine or something, Um and of course, my suspicion has always been is that they had, a, you know, a Neptunian predisposition. Um, so, but you know, it. I remember this one gentleman that I talked to. He was very adamant. He said, "No, I don't get to blame it on some trauma. I just liked it and let it take over." And <laughs> yeah, so. Well, yeah, that may be the. Uh just they need to escape and well they liked it yeah yeah so anyway but i like i say i haven't seen the chart so no no yeah so i can't you know and of course for astrologers we have that burning need to know absolutely <laughs> so no, we have a name? bit of an no, addiction what's your, name? what's your birth date <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and of course for me needing to know about another person um, because I typically characterize myself as thick as a brick, because I have Neptune on the seventh house cusp. So everybody just looks beautiful and perfect, and my rose-colored glasses are just bright and shiny. And But yeah, if I look at your chart, I go, oh. <laughs> What's underneath? Yeah, exactly. So the oh comes when I get to see your chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty standard. Okay, so with that 146-year cycle, we are basically coming up to Neptune's own uh, return uh, to when it was discovered. Uh, actually, we just passed it because it was discovered when it was in Aquarius, and then it entered Pisces. And so currently it is in Pisces, which in modern rulership, it's very happy to be in, in Pisces. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it started in 2011 and will leave in 2025. So it spends about 14 years in each sign. Yeah. So the glyph, the symbol that we've got up here on the screen, uh, resembles the trident. Of course, the god Poseidon, Neptune, is often show shown holding it. The crescent representing receptivity is pointing upwards, indicating spiritual receptivity and as a place above the cross of matter, symbolizing the yearning of the soul to break free from the restrictions and limitations of matter reality. So it's a pretty straightforward symbol. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and it does. It reflects that because we want to rise above this idea, and that's part of that whether you do it through meditation and, and you know, spiritual practice or you do it through drugs, you're trying to rise above or get away from yeah. that, that 
cross yeah. of matters. The cross of matter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, as we dive into this, um, so, you know, obviously astrologers way back when went, oh crap, now we got another one. And um, I suspect like Uranus, they took their time in trying to figure out exactly, you know, what does this one mean other than it too would be a disruptor. And so I did go back and I looked at what were the events uh, around the time of the discovery. And of course, we were full into, you know, this invention and that invention. But what struck me the most was the 14 years after uh, its discovery was the lead up to, so Neptune was in Pisces, as it is now, uh, the lead up to the American Civil War. Um, and so there is something about dissolving, disillusion, um, uh, and that can accompany a Neptune uh, experience where where nothing is concrete anymore you know it's like nothing is a given yeah there was also a, a, a very big spiritual movement yes yeah and a lot of like mesmerism and yeah a lot of um looking at psychology and yeah yes and and, and that whole photograph film thing was just right. all of that came yeah in was happening at that time they're very much associated what we associate with Neptune, those are all part of it. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, hypnotism, mesmerism. Yes. Um, yeah. And, no and of course, it doesn't have the big lightning bolt that Uranus has. No. Right. No. You know, and so, like I was mentioning earlier, when I got glamoured, you know, there's this, you don't realize you're in the illusion until sometimes afterwards, right? And then... Oh, yeah you know, the, the cold water in the face thing, and you're like, what just happened there? <laughs> if a magician is good, you don't know how they do their tricks. Exactly, exactly. This, this is all about magic. This is, this is magic and artistry, and, you know, there is a creativity with Neptune, but yes. it, it's the creative inspiration that comes, Yes. you know, channeling. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not the kind of creativity that comes from the deep well of cancer, that's different, but it's still creative. But no, yeah, like you're saying, this comes or, from. Know, there's, there's a, you know, the, all, all of the signs have their own sort of creativity. Yes. Neptune and Pisces are very sort of, again, it's like spirit just zap, brings it to you, but not in a zappy kind of way. No, no, no. Just opening to. Yes, yeah. And I know like in the past on the show, uh, when I've done, you know, sort of the monthly forecasts, I have noted when Neptune is making a strong aspect to, you know, one of the other transiting planets as, you know, a spiritual download time where, you know, if you're so inclined, um, you know, do whatever it is that you do to be receptive and open to what is possibly being brought in yeah it's going to be interesting when uh, jupiter catches up when it gets us back into pisces oh yes and the two of them come together oh yes oh no, yes not because once it gets back into pisces it moves at a fairly good clip so. yes it does so and i and i suspect that um you know and i have yet to be able to figure out how to do a show on this but i wanted to start doing a segment on who's coming onto the planet now 
especially when there are specific configurations. You know, looking at possible charts when there are these special configurations and just speculating as to who is coming in to the planet. But I, I haven't been able to figure out how to do that yet. <laughs> Come on, so Neptune, give you, me a hand. Jupiter meets up with Neptune in April of next year. Ah, there you go. Not very far away at all. Yes, no, it isn't. Okay, so obviously, how impactful will Neptune be in your chart? Uh, the $64 question. So again, like with any planet, if it is predominant in your chart, then you're more likely to have a more obvious experience of it. Um, okay, so angular, first, tenth, fourth, and seventh. Uh, then if it directly aspects an inner planet, of course, conjunctions being the strongest, square, opposition, sextile, trine. Um, the sextile and the trine, um, I suspect that with those aspects, one just enjoys Neptune. I can't yeah. really see it unless other factors in the chart lead you to, you know, down the path of being a con artist or a, you know, a drug user or whatever. Yeah, uh, you might be very good at lying. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. Second nature. But, or you yeah. could be just good at writing poetry. Talking yeah. about it on the angles, though, I, uh, I have it close to my ascendant, of course. Yeah. And um, in elementary school, pretty much every report card I got was, uh, she'd do better if she wasn't daydreaming all the time. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Neptunian. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Why would I want to be present for this? And that's an interesting phenomena, right? Um, because I remember when I first discovered the book Be Here Now. Um, and I, I know I've seen Ram Dass's chart, but I, you know, don't remember it. Um, yeah. And that whole concept of being here now, how it's actually impossible to be in any other moment other than now. And exactly. that that shifted my perception of the world I should look back and see you know that would have happened with the um, okay so th I have the timings of the classic okay so we have a sextile at 28 no this happened sooner than that so it might have been the 45 because I didn't know that would have been after no that would have been before so the generic cycles are age 28 for a sextile so it's helping with that whole Saturn return, or not. Uh, the, <laughs> the square, uh, 39 to 42. So that would definitely uh, be part of the disruption of the Uranus opposition. Uh, the trine at 56, that's the praying for retirement. I'm so tired of working. Um, and then at age 81 to 83, which is the Uranus uh, return. And I often see... Uh, just in my own non-scientific count that lots of people will check out at that time. You know, they're sort oh, of, yeah. I'm done, I'm done, I'm out of here. Yeah, so that make, kind of makes sense with the Neptune opposition being part yeah, of the that. Other th the other thing with the, me as a child was uh, I was very sensitive to what was going on in my environment, even yes. though I was aware consciously that my parents were not yeah. getting they didn't fight, like they didn't make noise, they just 
but the, the energetic, yeah. Picking it up, right? Yeah. And I would get sick all the time. And yeah. I remember my mother taking me to the, the, the doctor and he diagnosed me with hypersensitivity. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Does that sound up to enough for you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's, you know, so, um, you know, people sometimes are questioning, you know, well, why would you read a child's chart? For that very reason. You know, if you've got, you know, and of course, the classic one would be, uh, you know, like a Piscean moon or something like that, or like with yourself with Neptune on the ascendant, if a parent knows that, you know, taking this baby into a room full of angry people is just like stupid, you know, because they're like an open vessel to that energy. And why would a child have to be, you know, need to feel that kind of stuff? You know, yeah, for me, when yeah. I have clients with a you know strong strong neptune or pisces really to me i always kind of describe it as being like you're like a sponge a psychic sponge yes yeah so it's very difficult to be in often for for people like me it's hard to be in big crowds or in yeah you know room full of people you don't know because it's overwhelming because you're picking up on so much energy and, and yeah. it gets hard to tell where you end and they begin exactly so yeah and so that that phenomena of neptune meeting saturn is that is a difficult lesson when you have you know because it's the setting of boundary and neptune is like boundary boundary yeah. really i don't also think so for people with uh, sun sun neptune conjunct. yeah the who am I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get to the spiritual level where you see your essence of, yes. you know, yep. that light. Yep. Um, and even then, you know, as on this plane, we need an ego, right? Yes. And yeah, you Neptune do. You have to be able to differentiate yourself. And Neptune is sort yep. of, the, there's no ego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's, um, we're going to just take a few minutes to wax eloquently on um, direct experiences. Uh, Let's see now. Okay, so we're just going to run through a few, uh, we've said said most of them. So the planet of inspiration, some liken it to a higher octave of Venus. Uh, Mm -hmm. Neptune brings beauty uh, to a higher level hold sway over dreams, we've talked about that, subconsciousness, uh, illusions, fantasy, magical and enchanting, uh, intensifies tuition, and can teach deep compassion, okay, which has its problems, because what do you do with it, (laughs) which we'll get to the guy who ran into that, Um, so let's see, magical, of course, you're, you're illusionists, so film, ballet, music, uh, to me, when I think of Neptune as the higher octave of Venus, it's like the music of the spheres, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's music. It's poetry. It's, yeah. it's things which are hard to define. Again, yeah. Or, or why would you define it? It's just to yeah, be experienced. Well, it's that which is kind of beyond words, like yeah. where did it come from? I don't know. <laughs> yes yeah 
Okay, but on the downside, it can complicate issues and make it hard to decipher facts. So you don't really want Neptune showing up when you are negotiating a contract to have your house built. No. That would not be a good arena for Neptune. No. No. You don't want somebody who's creative with numbers to be <laughs> Yeah, no. What size something <laughs> needs to be. <laughs> Okay, so I, when I started putting them together, I kind of thought that in a day chart, depending on how, like if it was Sun conjunct Neptune, um, so we're too young to have seen it when it was, because when we were born, it was in Libra. So uh, earlier in the century, though, it would have been Sun conjunct uh, Neptune and Leo. And I suspect that these people had huge magnetism if it was a day chart, right? If the sun was above the horizon and well aspected and they'd be just like these mega Santa Clausy type people. <laughs> Charisma. Charisma, yes, yes. Okay, but obviously in a night chart, you could disappear. You know, if the sun is below the horizon and it's, let's say, Ooh, a scary one would have been Neptune conjunct the sun in Scorpio below the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been difficult. Okay. So with Mercury, a lot will depend on the sign because you can go from inspiration to delusion uh, to being swamped by incoming information, you know, but they could make good storytellers. Uh, they can stretch the truth. Um and excellent at visualization, that kind of thing. Uh, of course, with Venus, we get sublime aesthetics. We talked a little bit about this before the show, where, you know, you get up to rapture. Why not? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in terms of seeing the other person, like for me, this was always a problem because I've got Neptune on the 7th. You know, when them damn glasses came off, it was hard. <laughs> What do you mean you're not perfect? Although it's interesting, I use that statement when my husband and I were truck drivers because you'd get tired and miserable and you'd get up in the morning and one of us would say to the other, okay, today you have to be perfect. Otherwise, I will kill you. <laughs> Neptune on the seventh, yes. Spoken like a true Scorpio. Oh, well, that's true too. <laughs> No, and perfection can get in the way with Neptune. Ah. There can't be a, a because it, that you have this concept that's beyond yes. possibilities, really. Yeah. Yes. Achieve. You know, you, you will never have a perfect painting. There will always, if it's a painting done by a human, there are flaws in it. Yes. That adds to its beauty. Yes. But if, if you're going for a photographic reproduction by painting something, you're going to be disappointed. Yes, yeah. And I think disappointment can be a, a thing with Neptune because you have this illusion of how something should be. And then... Yes, yes. And I think, I mean, the, one of the classic ones for that will be uh, when we pull up, uh, if I pace our timing here correctly, uh, Bill Clinton's chart, <laughs> you know, yes. so people who were just totally, you know, caught up in the illusion of Bill Clinton, <laughs> when the glasses came off and Monica came out, oh dear, yes, yeah, the president, hmm. Okay, so with Mars, I saw Mars as being in its 
best manifestation with Neptune as a master Tai Chi person, right? Able to just understand the movement of energy in its opponent and without any effort, you know, um, oh, be yeah, able to redirect these, energy. These, these Asian yeah. you know, Tai Chi masters who could hold up their hand and people just will fall over. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, Do to it. me, that's Mars Neptune. It's also Plutonian in the sense of the power that is within. So. But, you know, in Tai Chi, I did study Tai Chi for a number of years. It is um, understanding where that person has placed their energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to have the energy. You just have to understand where their energy is. And the same with Aikido, where you're, you're taking their energy and just flowing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same principle, actually, in Tai Chi. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but when I sort of looked into what other people were saying about this, um, they were also, um, you know, someone who, um, you know, might resort to lies and tricks in order to look good and come out smelling like a rose. Um, and so they're, you know, what's your intention? And with Neptune, uh, you know, you're going to have to, accountability could go out the window uh, yeah. with Neptune Mars. Yeah. Okay, Neptune Jupiter uh, can create a solid spiritual idealistic side, okay, uh, especially around belief systems and worldview. Um, you value the layers we don't see and their effects on our perception. Uh, life may become unnecessarily complicated if you have too powerful an expectation. And of course, with Jupiter, you add over if you're not careful. And with Neptune, that would, you know, the cup would flow over. And I, I when I first thought about this combination, I kind of went the Joker is wild. You know, it's, I get this feeling that with Jupiter, Neptune, that you're not really sure what <laughs> what you're going to get from a person that has that yeah and i think i think that's where you're going to have to go i mean the the ideal expression of it would be the um, just the spiritual yeah dimension right and, and spiritual generosity belief in what you know the universe holds and all of those things because yeah you know that's sort of the ultimate expression of that and they both kind of go with that because Jupiter yeah, is benevolence yeah Jupiter's about religion in the sense and philosophy and so it's about having a spiritual philosophy really. yes yeah things through that kind of uh, lens yeah but so we have an interesting example of that yeah. one that we're going to talk about okay so Neptune Saturn this is Whenever I see this in a chart, like in my own chart, I was, I'm just incredibly thankful that I wedged Venus in between Saturn <laughs> and Neptune. Um, although I still feel the Saturn-Neptune um, because reality for me is not always easy. No, it's not. Um, and so what they say about this one is it depends on who's more dominant. If it's Saturn... Uh, then the person is able to keep his imagination under control and use it constructively. If Neptune is dominant, then fantasy is too vivid. 
uh, these people fail to fulfill their fantasies and can become uh, frustrated. But I think also what can happen is um, you can dissociate because reality, you just, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. 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 and it's they're 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 to- totally antithetical to each other. Exactly. Saturn is this is very much about the five senses reality. Yeah. And Neptune's all about transcending that. So which which how do I put those together? Right? Yeah, and so it depends on yeah who's more dominant as to which side that's going to fall on. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at when it do, it's doing its 14-year trip through a particular sign. So if it's doing a trip through your first house, um, the danger here, and this is actually whenever I see this, uh, if, if it's going through the first or the sixth Neptune, um, you know, you got to be paying attention to your health. You've, you know, the canary in the coal mine kind of thing. Uh, Do not be doing unnecessary chemicals, drugs, environments, yada, 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 because it's like Neptune weakens that physical embodiment. Yeah, as I was saying, as a child, I got sick all the time, right? Because it's behind my ascendant, it was moving through the the first house for quite a while. Yeah, exactly. And and also my my, uh, middle daughter has Neptune in the sixth, and... They never know what's wrong with her when she's got yeah. something going on. And, yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing where if they give you some kind of drug, you'll either be totally unaffected or it'll knock you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so people <laughs> with that have to, and when, so when Neptune comes to visit, either the first or the sixth, you've got to yeah. have your head up, got to be paying attention. Okay, second and, house. And, and the other thing with Neptune is that it's very good with natural healing. Yes. Yeah, because you know? then you're talking vibrational, especially like uh, uh, flower essences and, yes. yeah, Bach flower yeah. remedies, things yeah, like I, that would I mean, be. Chemical drugs are really not a good thing, like yeah, pharmaceuticals even, because a, the dose is going to be wrong because they don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they try to do the one and, size fits all and so no. artificial chemicals and that's not yeah. what your body needs. And Neptune is tuned in all of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, with the second house, it's resources and self-esteem. So obviously Neptune here could be a very slippery slope, uh, especially when it comes to money and fraud and self-esteem. Uh, you know, you could set yourself up uh, for some unrealistic, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Neptune's not easy, I don't think, in the second house. Yeah, get rich quick schemes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Might be sold to you very easily. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the third house, community, um, <clears throat> neighborhood. So obviously, you want the spiritual community. You don't want to hang out with the drunks at the bar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the, the when I came to the fourth house, I was like, huh. Okay, so the deep well of the family, you're energetically going to be exposed to it. So I guess it would depend on what sort of family system you grew up in as to whether the Neptune transiting through there is going to bring up energy you're going to like or not like. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it, dissolving illusions about what your family was like yeah that could be good or a bad thing 
Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I had a really happy childhood, and suddenly Neptune comes through the fourth house, and you kind of go, well, I thought I had. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. What do you mean we weren't all happy? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. People who have Neptune in the fourth natally, I do always ask if there's any issues with drugs or alcohol. Yes, yeah. Because that can be an inherited Pre, yeah, like just because you were raised with it, so you're familiar without without necessarily realizing how devastating that could be. Yeah. Okay, so fifth house, blessings, children, creativity, probably, you know, unless you get addicted to falling in love, um, not such a bad place. <laughs> One of the more easier ones, possibly. Yeah. Well, the other thing about Neptune in the fourth is, feeling not at home anywhere yes yeah right. where it's yeah i hadn't not thought of that but yeah feeling there's anything solid under your feet kind of thing right not the kind of of nourishment that some people would be able to really appreciate that and others yeah, would go there, like there taurus of, taurus you know, and neptune spiritual environment you grow up in but yeah but in terms of, there can be a, almost a longing for the perfect place to live that you never yes. going to find, right? Yeah, so no, no, really, exactly. Yeah. If I just find the right place, I'll ever think I'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, right. seventh, open enemies, marriage partners. You see the best in everyone and get blindsided. That would be me. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, yeah, you just have well, to. Idealizing. We, yeah, we yeah, yeah to idealize so, but if you you know once I came to understand that um, yeah it it I, I'm okay with it actually because um, people who like one of the classic things that that happens is people will say why are you going and hanging out with that person you know and and I smile to myself inside going because I can actually see the best in them yeah yeah. yeah, and so, yeah, but my husband sometimes wonders about who I bring home. <laughs> well, for some people, there can be a gullibility. So. Well, yes, yes, but I'm a little older now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. quite shiny anymore. And with Neptune transiting the seventh house. Oh, yes. That, that can dissolve whatever relationship. Yeah, yeah, and not necessarily bring in the next good one. <laughs> There, well, you can. I think you can bring up a sense of dissatisfaction with what yeah. it is because it's imperfect, and it, you start to see where things aren't yeah. ideal. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So eighth house of inheritance, a legal blurred, um, and so you could get into a lot of trouble if you're not actually paying attention to keeping your ducks in a row with Neptune going through the eighth. Uh -huh. Yeah. That could be one of the nastier ones. Okay, ninth house, again, another one that could be reasonably good unless you meet the cult leader. And then it could just go sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, with the eighth house, too, it's, um, you You know, if it's natally in the eighth, you might be one who's, who's looking to... Uh, Relieve other people of their money. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Ponzi scheme. You might be really good at it. <laughs> yeah, because that deceptiveness. And yeah, really yeah. Convincingly and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh. 
don't tell anybody. Trans- and when it's transiting there, you need to be aware be aware of people like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 10th house, um, position and community, blurred lines, the fake you. So, yeah, I. but your daughter has this, so you My probably have some. My has, has Neptune smack dab on her midheaven, and she also has Pisces rising, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's, I mean, she's in her 40s now, and I think she's finally settled into more, more or less what she'd like to do, but now it's a matter of having the resources to because there's courses she wants to take like in um, regenerative soils and stuff like that and um yeah she texted me the other day said this is great course i want to take and it's half price right now and but mercury's retrograde should i sign up and i said well mercury turns direct on the 18th yeah maybe till the end of that and uh (laughs) And I and she said, then I just have to figure out how to, you know, get the money for it. And I said, no, you just have to leave that up to yeah. put it out there to the universe, and, <laughs> and if it's meant to be, let it come to you. Because if you fi- if you're trying to figure it out, you're limiting the possibilities. And exactly, exactly. And so, you know that particular part of Neptune. Um, it, it's good to point it out because if you think you have to have all the steps figured out before you start a project, where does the universe get to step in and give you a hand, right? Well, and, now, and you as, can't figure it all out. As most people say, well, I need money. I can only get it if I, you know, inherit some or if I win the lottery. And, and you know, we don't, it's an abundant universe and things happen in mysterious ways. Neptune is a planet of mystery for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So allow that, allow, you know. Yeah. You, we are connected. We are part of the all that is, which is exactly different. not separate. So just allow that to flow to you. If it's meant to, it will. If it's exactly, yeah, be something else that'll come along. So anyway, that yeah, my I I agree totally. Being very Piscean Neptunian, she took my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Okay, 11th house, the audience, the illusion on both sides. So, uh, you know, your peer group, um, you know, what you call your tribe. um, It could create this really nice bonded feeling. Um, But again, with Neptune, you just never know when it's going to slip and slide into something you weren't expecting. Well, it could, yeah, there could be a tendency to get involved with a cult sort of. Yes, yeah. Uh, situation. Yeah, so exactly. Some charismatic leader. Yep. Being part of that group kind of thing. Yeah. So through the 12th house, this is probably the most dangerous spot, um, just because this is the house of self-undoing. This is the house of confinement. Um, yeah. It's one would have to, uh, I would think, be encouraged to develop a, um, a personal spiritual routine daily to keep this well, this piece. Yeah, it also is associated with Pisces in the natural wheel. Yes, so it, is, it is a natural place for for Neptune to be in a sense, and you know, it's a place of sleep and dreams. Yeah, unconscious yeah. mind. So. There's, that's its natural milieu kind of thing. So that can be okay. But yeah, you know, I mean, again, uh, 
with Neptune, if you're on the high side of it, if you're going with the spiritual aspect, genuinely, uh, then I think it's going to be positive no matter where it is, really. Yeah. But yeah. it's you just have to you do have to be aware of letting your imagination make you think that you're there when you're not <laughs> yes exactly which you know it's I once had a client who I'm sure I'll be doing you know karmic laps with her again who came to me and and just her her basic question was tell me when I'm going to be enlightened and I right. looked at her and I said if you have to ask the question it ain't happening <laughs> she yes. was not ready for that answer <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah but ah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, that be, because again, Neptune and enlightenment is how do you define enlightenment? Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking for some concrete thing with Neptune, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. So we have a ten minutes to zoom through some of our examples, um, <laughs> and so here we have the chart of good old. Billy Clinton, who was not as necessarily advertised. <laughs> Why? He's got Mars at 66 degrees of Libra, conjunct Neptune at 6 degrees of Libra, conjunct Venus at 11 degrees of Libra, all in the first house. Yeah, <laughs> he could sprinkle fairy pixie dust and most of us bought it and he could come up with the good talk because this is sextiled by um, Mercury Saturn in Leo up there in this, the 10th. What he was working on working through was pure charisma right? Yeah exactly. And he's got not only those conjunction but they are all sextiling the Saturn yeah, Mercury this, exactly. conjunction in Leo Yep, he is Leo so he's drawing on that you know, yeah, that yeah, can yeah. Be pretty magnetic too. So aren't I dazzling? <laughs> Moon in Taurus. <laughs> so you know, yeah, he doesn't have he he he's all kind of show no substance in a sense because he's just yeah like he can be what you need him to be. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So Neptune, yeah, it can it can show up. Now the next example, uh, this one I found very intriguing. Uh, this is Jody Wilson Raybould, who ran afoul of Justin Trudeau, or Justin Trudeau should say actually ran afoul of her. But look, she's got Neptune conjunct Jupiter in Sag, and so her idea of ethics and the correct way to do things. Uh, she was the Minister of Justice, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, you couldn't have had a stronger person standing for that and then she's got Aries up there on the 10th uh, although the 10th in um, Jill's well is it's fine. actually Pisces but yeah on there. she wants to heal things yeah you know she's a she's that son Chiron is a healer yeah and yeah looking to heal but in that through that uh, Jupiter Neptune and she was obviously going to stand up for what was right. Um, you know, she's got cancer on the ascendant. That moon is in uh, Aquarius. Uh, yeah, very, uh, this I see, I imagine it's not easy to live with that Jupiter-Neptune just because your ideals are, you know, where it's just never going to be that good. 
here on Earth. And also, Mars and Capricorn squaring that uh, 10th house, yeah. Sun, Chiron. Yeah, um, she, she yeah, could so get quite pissy, I'm sure. For what's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and then she's also got Moon square Saturn, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no she's not going to be pushed over. No, not at all, not at all. Okay, now the next one, Pablo Picasso, which when you think of his art and then you look at the fact that uh, up there, and this one is set for Placidus, so he's got uh, Saturn conjunct Neptune in Taurus, uh, and he's got Venus in Libra, so obviously his aesthetic, his art, but the way he structured it was not typical at all. No. Yeah. But he found a way to translate that uh, Saturn Neptune. Well, and it's Neptune has the trine from Uranus, too. Yeah. 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 I I think there's that element as well, which is, to me, that's what I, because it's very angular. Yes. Oh, very. Yeah. Neptune tends to be very flowing kind of stuff. So with that conjunction with Saturn, which is boxy. And the, the trine from Uranus, which is jagged to <laughs> feeling yeah. to me. Um, yeah, I think that's why he doesn't have the flowing. Well, so and much. I think that as the commentator had put, it depends on who's prominent. And I would say that because Saturn is leading, it's, you know, they are both retrograde. But um, there's something that the ancients were were very um, interested in is who was in earlier zodiacal order. Yeah. Yeah. And so Saturn is first and then Neptune, even though both of them are moving backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a locomotive kind of. uh, Yeah. Yeah. With Saturn in the lead. Saturn's the engine. Yeah. Yeah. And also he's got Mars um, sextiling his Neptune. Yes. From yeah. the 12th, so there's, again, that sort of, yeah, because uh, ne- Mars is a fairly angular kind of energy as well, it's shot, yeah. right, so I think, yeah, that's an interesting combo. It is, it is. Okay, now the last one, um, the reason why I brought it up, I mean, uh, this is Anthony Bourdain, he was a chef uh, who uh, had this amazingly successful travel uh, show um, that kind of came to a crashing halt because he decided that life wasn't worth living and left, which is too bad. Um, and so I watched his movie on his life, and I went, oh, there's got to be some Neptune in there. And so um, his Neptune is on the close to the IC. Um, it would have been in the third house, even in a Placidus system, but it's, you know, it's within three degrees of the IC. But it is also, um, you know, there's a 30 degree aspect between it and Saturn. Um, there is also a trine to Venus. And so to me, that was sort of the charmed side of his life, right? Uh, but he has Saturn in Scorpio. Um, and, you know, so there was a dis-ease. Um, he's got Jupiter conjunct Pluto, so he was bigger than life. Yet, uh, Mars in Pisces in the 8th. Um, he couldn't help but be overwhelmed by um, uh, p- 
poverty and trauma of the world that he brought to the TV screen for all of us to see. Yeah. But he also has an uh, almost exact square between his moon and Neptune, which to me is... Yes. Yeah. That's challenging right there because... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and especially, you know, it's, it's Neptune and Libra, of course, because generation, generational, yep. but Libra is that up and down, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and moon and Capricorn can be prone to depression. Oh, totally. Yeah, she uh, says with her hand size. up. <laughs> You know, he can fall into that pit really easily, I think, with yeah. that configuration. Anyway, it was interesting to just, you know, watching the movie, to see the Neptune in there. Um, and then I also have brought up uh, the chart of uh, the day, not the time, but the day that, um, that he decided it was all too much for him. And uh, at that time, Neptune was going through his eighth house. It had just recently, within the last two or three years, come afoul of his Mars, uh, which would have, you know, kind of opened the floodgates of the, the vast difference between his lifestyle and those of the people that he was traveling to see and to hang out with. And uh, I, I suspect, I mean, there's going to be, like you have said, two other factors that contributed, like Uranus coming up to his midheaven. Uh, Uranus up there on the midheaven, yeah. square, squaring his natal Uranus, too. Yeah, is. yeah, exactly. So other factors for sure. But I suspect this Neptune in Pisces was what kind of triggered the down, the down spiral. Yeah. Yeah, so Neptune <laughs> in Pisces. It'll be... A very distinct shift, I would think, in 2025 when Neptune leaves Pisces and hits Aries. Um, yeah. yeah uh, that, well, I suspect, series. we will all notice. We're going to have a series of outer planet shifts from sign to oh, sign. Oh, yes, we will. We will. And we'll be, there'll be lots of discussion about that. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Times indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have come to the last 56 seconds of the show. Thank you, Jill, as always. And oh, thank uh, you. Always fun. Yep. And next week, we're going to go deep and dark and into Pluto, my favorite guy. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, folks, just a reminder you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community radio station and so we look forward to seeing you next week and uh 